feisty, fearless, and fair. She's an Emmy-winning journalist from the White House to war zones, telling all sides of the story. This is the Rita Cosby Show. Lovely Rita, meet a maid. Nothing can come between us. When it gets dark, I tow your heart away. Standing by a parking meter. When I caught a glimpse of Rita. And there are gangs that are roving New York City. Migrant gangs that are now accused of more than 60 robberies. And if you've seen some of the video, you see women like being pummeled and dragged as these guys on mopeds, illegal migrants on stolen mopeds, stealing merchandise from women and other people. And luckily, the NYPD has busted some of them, but it's a really interesting ring and a sign of the crime that is happening tied to our migrants all over New York City and all over this country. Also, in the last little bit, we are getting word that the House committee has voted to advance the impeachment case against the Department of Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas and that they will now move it to the full House chamber. That is a big move. In other words, they say that they have enough votes in the Rules Committee. That's what is sort of the rudimentary part, the logistical part, to move it then forward to the full chamber, which would then proceed with articles of impeachment in the House. Now, Republicans only hold a very slim margin But that vote could happen as early as Tuesday. So that is a big deal because, indeed, if he gets impeached, likely he would not get removed. But the House hearing on impeachment could unveil a whole bunch of interesting details. And boy, have we seen these issues and problems with illegal migrants in the headlines a lot of late. 1-800-848-9222. And you are listening to The Rita Cosby Show. Well, in the middle of all of this, we're also waiting for Alvin Bragg, the DA of New York, because tomorrow he is promising that the grand jury will come forward with details and that he will be presenting charges against the migrants who pummeled the New York City police officers. First of all, that guy never should have let any of them out. That is shameful. It is so indicative of the broken system of justice and these progressive DAs across the country. And he was asked over the weekend a whole bunch of times, hey, why did you let that guy out? Why did you let this other one out? Why did you let the guy who was giving the fingers remember to the media and laughing, basically taunting America, saying, ha, 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 I am out, scot-free, isn't this great? Well, That, to me, epitomized just how broken and how disrespectful and how disgusting and so unappreciative some of these migrants are. Not all of them, but a good enough portion of them that they are wreaking havoc across our city. And so Alvin Bragg kept saying, well, you know, we didn't want to jump to conclusions. We wanted to see if we were sure that we had the right people, if we sure we had the right charges, all of this stuff, which is just 
a bunch of gobbledygook guys because you know darn well if he wanted to put the guys behind bars, he could have easily. And guess what's happened? Now they are roving scot-free. There are apparently six of them that got on this bus, used a different name, and through a nonprofit group, got on the bus and headed towards California. And the story's been all over the place, too. So now they surely know that their name's out there. They surely know that the police are looking for them and their photos are all over the place. So you can bet they just got off one of those little stops because it's not a one-way trip from here to California. You know that the bus had to stop at a couple different pit stops along the way. So on some of the pit stops, you know darn well that they hopped off and they're probably having a siesta in Mexico right now or back to Venezuela. I mean, this is just incredible. But tomorrow we're going to see the old dog and pony show. That is Alvin Bragg. And he's going to be saying, oh, well, we have this and we just wanted to be sure. We wanted to be careful. We wanted to be respectful. What about respecting the NYPD? This guy has had a track record a mile long. And it is just shameful how over and over and over again this guy makes the wrong decision for public safety. Your thoughts, everybody. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. And here is New York City Mayor Eric Adams talking this morning about criminals need to be held accountable. Listen to this one. So given the fact that you, as the mayor of the city of New York, have to deal with the blowback when people should be deported or commit crimes or convicted of crimes and are not deported. So it causes a, a criminal justice issue for you. So as mayor, what's your advice? My, my advice to them is that we should never do anything that will allow dangerous people to stay on our streets, with a, not only dealing with undocumented, documented, but also with a revolving door criminal justice system. So I think it's the totality of how we deal with public safety. I think there's a different view by some in the city and some in the city council uh, that, uh, you know, people who commit serious crimes should be held accountable. I say this over and over again, and this doesn't only fall with migrant asylum seekers. You know, when we see some of these repeated offenders, they're not migrants, they're not asylum seekers, and they are repeatedly committing crimes. And we need to stop that thought process that those who commit dangerous crimes in the city of New York should be held accountable. And he also said if they repeatedly commit crimes, How about you stop them at the first serious crime, Mr. Mayor? When I hear the mayor and others say, these guys who have repeat offenses over and over and over again, well, they should be deported or they should be locked up. How about the first time? I would say the first time somebody robs or especially beats up a cop, there shouldn't be a second or third time or 30th time or 40th time like there often is. In New York City. This is part of the problem, and nobody wants to accept responsibility. And in the meantime, I'm really glad earlier today, John Katsimatidis and I spoke on Katz and Cosby with Bill O'Reilly, and I think he had it exactly right on this point. Listen to what he said of what the New York governor, Kathy Hochul, should do immediately. So Hochul's there, deer in the headlights, and she knows a lot about deer. She's from upstate New York. She sees deer every day. 
uh, I think this is terrible. I think they should be deported. Uh, hello, they're not deported because of you. So if Hochul really cared and really thought it was terrible, she would have fired Bragg the day after, which she has the power to do. She can fire him for dereliction of duty. And she has not done that. She hasn't even signaled a problem with Bragg. I mean, when she did the press conference, he wasn't standing next to her. And she said she had a talking to him. But why not say he's on thin ice? Even at minimum, I'd love to hear her say he is gone. Because I think he is so much of the problem in New York City. This guy has gone after heroes like Daniel Penny. Heroes like Jose Alba defending himself in the bodega. And then anybody who's a victim, you know, who who seems to like want help, he doesn't really give them the time of day. And these repeat offenders end up walking out on the streets. It's like a complete revolving door, and he seems to assume no responsibility. Zero. He didn't seem to feel bad that they were back out on the street. He said, well, you know what? Um, you know, we just have to make sure we have the right ones. These people are a flight risk waiting to happen. Their home base is the migrant shelter. Where do you think they're going to go? These people are clueless. And here's a little bit more of Bill O'Reilly earlier today. This is what they call a doom cycle for New York City. And believe me, every cop knows that the mayor, the district attorney, the governor doesn't care about them. That is a sad situation to be in. A doom cycle is a good analogy for what is a horrible situation for law enforcement and our community. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. And you are listening to The Rita Cosby Show. Let's go to Phil in the Bronx. Phil, your thoughts. Hi, Rita. Good good evening. You know, uh, I'm really getting tired of all this migrant stuff that, that everybody's making excuses on the left and people on the right, especially a lot of would-be voters, Republican voters, they say, well, I'll leave it to Donald Trump to take care of when he gets in. No, what we need, we have to do, Rita, is get about two or 3,000 people, like I've always said, go up to the governor's office in Manhattan on Broadway, go up to Alvin Bragg's office, go to Adams' office, and throw a couple of rocks through the window. We've got to wake these people up. But but as, as a quick measure, every illegal who comes here who's got to wait whatever time it is to get their hearing, should be in possession of something that is very important. Number one, a bracelet around their ankle so you know where the heck they are because they just want to go here and there. And if they, if they have, a, especially if they have a record, okay? And the second thing is you've got a lot of migrant families coming here, supposed families, uh, with children, and nobody knows in the city where these kids are going to school. They have no idea what they're doing in their spare time or if they're being abused or what. You know, you brought up a whole bunch of great points. First off, on the kids, 
that are coming in. And I'm glad you said supposed families because we have no idea if they really are family members. A lot of times these coyotes that bring them across, that's what they're called, these individuals who bring them across, they pose and say, oh, here's my child because they know that that'll help them stay in the country easier, even though everybody gets through now. But they use the sort of, oh, here's my child, here's my poor child. We don't know if they really are relatives. We have zero idea. It could be, as I'm suggesting, somebody who's a member of a cartel. Or There's also 85,000 missing kids, plus Phil. Remember when Mayorkas testified and finally they got it out of him in that hearing? They're like, how many missing kids? Are there 85 missing th- kids, 85,000? It's like, uh, yeah, we, we don't know where they are. I mean, you don't know where 85,000 kids are? That is stunning. And your point about monitoring these people, I agree. I think if they have especially committed a crime, first of all, they should be behind bars. So you don't have to worry about an ankle bracelet. But I agree with you. At minimum, there should be some sort of ankle bracelet. But you also have to know who they are. You know, we don't even know if they're giving the right name. We don't even know if they're giving the right address, the right home country. We have no idea if they have criminal records. They got on that little bus and apparently gave the wrong name. You know, they probably gave a wrong name to police, too. How do they know? They don't know. And that's why you can't let these people into the country without monitoring. You can't not vet them. You can't make sure. you got to make sure they actually qualify for asylum. And if not, like Trump was doing, remain in Mexico. We're going to continue your calls, everybody, after the break. 1-800-848-9222. And you're listening to The Rita Cosby Show. The Rita Cosby Show. Grand Canyon University, an affordable private Christian university, is one of the largest and fastest growing universities in the country, offering more than 270 programs online. In addition to federal grants and aid, GCU's online students received nearly $130 million in institutional scholarships in 2022. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu slash myoffer to see the scholarships you may qualify for. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. It's the Rita Cosby Show. And we are talking about the crimes surrounding the migrants in New York City. It's happening across the country. There are also reports that now authorities are saying Remember, now it's six migrants who apparently took off for California because they had no bail, thanks to Alvin Bragg. They went on that bus after they beat up the cops. Well, they may be tied to a group that has been getting stolen phones and then buying cars and pools in their home countries of Ecuador and Venezuela. Isn't that nice? 
This also comes as there is just this horrific footage of this woman being dragged around a New York City street by a MyPed, uh, migrant moped gang linked to dozens of very, very brazen attacks. So far, they have more than 60 grand larcenies tied to this group. And what they're doing is they're stealing either people's purses, women's purses, or phones from mostly women. And almost all the boroughs, except they said Staten Island, because they know that Staten Island won't take it. And so, bravo Staten Island, by the way. And so they have been robbing these people, mostly women. And in one case, they were trying to grab the woman's phone and purse, and you see them just dragging her down the street. The video is unbelievable. This is what people see after they see the officers getting punched. And what happens is they've been apparently taking the phones back to an apartment. Then they get into the phones. Then they do these purchases, these huge purchases, whether pools or cars or other things from their home country. Then they bring the phones back to a location and then they ship them to Colombia where they reprogram them and they resell them. So it's like this big, big scheme. NYPD has busted some people, but not the main masterheim behind this scheme. And apparently these guys, the these guys, the six ones, are apparently potentially tied to this big scheme with this guy who's the sort of ringmaster there. And that's why they were breaking into a store in Times Square at the time, grabbing some things. And apparently they're notifying each other on WhatsApp saying, hey, go time, go get this, you'll get X money, and they are getting anywhere from $300 to $600 per phone, which is a lot of money. On top of, as we know, New York City also just saying that they're going to do, a courtesy of Mayor Eric Adams, they're going to do $53 million of these prepaid phones, that they're taking the honor system that they will use it just for groceries and things like that. So they're giving them about $1,000 a month for some of these, quote, migrant families to be able to use it and be able to make purchases, again, groceries, food, things like that, on the, quote, honor system. Uh, How much you want to bet that they won't be honoring that honor system? Well, here is Mayor Eric Adams saying what he thinks of migrants and others committing crime. Take a listen. Uh, you should not be allowed to walk the cities of the streets of the city of New York if you are committing any form of criminal behavior that's impacting the quality of life of New Yorkers. So why is he not putting pressure on Alvin Bragg? Granted, he can't remove him. The governor can remove Alvin Bragg, but he can certainly speak out about it and say this is unacceptable. These people never should have walked the streets. And Alvin Bragg is just making excuses tonight. And walking freely, where's the governor, where's the mayor, where's the public? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.
Anita Cosby is on. The Rita Cosby Show presents Back the Blue. And this Back the Blue segment is sponsored by GoyaCares.com because you are a precious gift from God. And boy, is this a powerful story coming from Mansfield, Texas, about something that could happen to almost anybody. The Mansfield Police Department released a video of a patrol officer uh, performing the Heimlich maneuver on a woman who was choking on the side of the interstate. Now, the woman, who's identified only as Samantha, told police she swallowed a piece of gum when another driver swerved in front of her car. She drove with her hazard lights flashing, trying to cough up the gum or get help. Officer Chad Stevens was returning to Mansfield, Texas, from another city when he says he was taking a police report and he noticed Samantha's panic. He said he saw the car swerving back and forth, speeding up and slowing down, so I could tell that there was some kind of distress. When I got up beside her in my vehicle, she was waving at me desperately, saying, help me, help me, help me. Dashcam video from Officer Stevens' car shows the officer and Samantha then suddenly stop, partially blocking I-20's eastbound left lane, which is pretty scary. Samantha exited the car, coughed, and then also grabbed her neck. He said, you're choking, you're choking, turn around. You could hear him yelling at her, telling her to turn around. He then squeezed the woman four times and dislodged the gum. She then was breathing and crying, saying, thank you so much. Oh, my gosh, I was looking for anybody to help me. She said she was driving for about 15 minutes and said it was getting a lot worse. She was just kind of breathing through the holes in the gum. Samantha repeatedly thanked the officer who has served at the police department there for 12 years. He's never had to perform the Heimlich maneuver on duty. He said this was the first time doing it on duty. He said, I firmly believe any officer in my department would be able to do the same with the training that we experience. And I was lucky enough to be in the area. The officer joked that he didn't know the flavor or the brand of gum, but he said it looked like a good sized piece. I was glad to be at the right place at the right time. And that's what we officers are here to do. What a great story of an officer being there just at the right moment. And you wonder what might have happened if she did not get help. And as she was saying, she was getting more and more desperate and turning blue. So, boy, he was there right in the nick of time. And we are talking about the beatdown that happened on the NYPD officers, that lieutenant and that cop. We all saw the video. It's going around the world. And it symbolizes the problems that's happening with the out-of-control border. You don't know who's coming in. And also the out-of-control justice system where we are just letting these people, not we, but Alvin Bragg and other soft-on-crime DAs, letting them back out on the street. Take a listen to this former U.S. Marshal, Robert Almonte, what he had to say about that one migrant. Remember the one who got out? Well, all six of them did, six out of seven. And that one who gave the finger to the media, to me, It just epitomizes the brazenness, the audacity of these migrants, the ungratefulness. Not all of them, but clearly there are some bad ones in the batch. And he says this should be an insult to all of us. Take a listen. This guy coming out and flipping off the camera, uh, really what he's doing is he's flipping off all of America. 
basically saying, yes, we're here, we did that, we uh, assaulted some police officers, we don't care, we're going to do it again. And then what emboldened them even more is being released uh, with no bail. Now it looks like they're on their way to California. Uh, this is something I've been talking about for, for a long time now on Fox, is that uh, we're going to have a lot of these migrants that are coming over here. A lot of them are going to be hardcore criminals like these guys right here. Uh, so uh, it, it angered me. And if not every if every American is not angry when they see that there's something really, really wrong with our country. That is for sure. And then Councilwoman Vicki Palladino of New York has just one question. How did these guys how did they make it on a bus to California? IA? They're free. They're out. Uh, no charges. No nothing. They're out. Try to find them. The rumor has it. California. That's what they say. How did they get from New York to California? They are free to roam as they please. This is how all... mad is the city council or not? How mad is the city no, council? I don't think the don't city care. council has moved at all. Because had it not been covered in the news, and I'm sitting here before you today, they could care less. And here's a list of some of the recent arrests, according to a couple different reports. Migrant shelter resident arrests. Petty larceny, 426. Assaults, 291. Grand larceny, 176. Endangering a child, 55 arrests. And robbery, 51. And again, that latest one that I told you about, this woman, where you just see her horribly dragged as she is trying to cling on her to her possessions. And this moped-riding migrant crew, it's a group of them, going and grabbing her purse and her cell phone, and apparently it is spearheaded by a Venezuelan migrant named Victor Parra, 30 years old. And he apparently has not been caught yet, but a number of people who work for him apparently have been caught. But the mastermind, this Parra guy, 30 years old, has not been caught. And they believe there's a good chance that these guys that were beating up the cop are part of this group. There's apparently roving gangs in different parts of New York Some of them also staking claim to territory, like some are covering Midtown, some are covering other parts. Boy, aren't you glad that we let these wonderful asylum seekers into the country? 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Wendy, line four. Wendy, your thoughts about all this? Yeah, hey there. Good evening. So my thoughts were when I was listening to your monologue, about how Braggs was basically giving the finger to all of the citizens of New York and America when he let those guys out, and birds of a feather flock together. Yeah, that's a great point. You're right. It's it's sort of symbolic of Bragg saying, too bad. And you know what bothered me, Wendy? When Bragg has been asked about it, like repeatedly, he's been asked by everybody. Whenever they see him, they were chasing after him the next day after all that video came out. And it was a, a DA meeting. It was a law enforcement meeting that Kathy Hochul was at. He wouldn't even answer the question, like, leave me alone. Like, he was almost giving the finger to the camera, like, you know, don't bother me. I, I mean, these, I don't think he understands the depth of his issues. And the only reason that he's now doing the grand jury tomorrow uh, is like, uh, you know, trying to make up for it. And it's too little too late, Wendy. Your thoughts? Yeah. Well, I think he does understand his mission and he's doing it very well. And his agenda is not our agenda, and we have really good laws. We don't need to change the laws. We just need virtuous people to uphold the laws. Yeah, I agree. We just need people who would 
enact the ones that are on the books because they're there. We're just not taking advantage of them. And we're just we don't have people who have the will uh, to follow through. And you're right. They don't have to create new law. They just have to institute what's there. But they refuse to do it. They skirt the system. And unless they're under the microscope, they just kind of let it pass. And even after they are under the microscope, they tend to be belligerent, as we have seen, I think, from Alvin Bragg. Let's go to Dom in Minnesota. Dom, your thoughts. Rita, this was about 10 years ago that I had a visit from my, to my classroom while I was teaching from the local sheriff and then two days later from the local FBI in Minnesota looking for a Nigerian student of mine for car theft scheme you just mentioned. This was 10 years ago. He used to, um, you know, make excuses to, hey, I got to take this call. When I said no cell phones, he said, okay, it's important, take it. Uh, and on the multiple times that he was getting out of the class, was exactly what he was doing, calling his contact in Nigeria. Okay, I've got a few cars that we can kind of do something about. And this, this, was the, this guy was the liaison because he had been in my classroom for three years, failing courses. He wasn't going to school to take classes. That was his business, unfortunately. Wow. Now, wait, so now how, do you, how did you find out you saw his phone, or I how did you find out what he was I, doing? I found out only after the local sheriff came in and said, oh, what's, it, what's the problem? He said, well, we got to talk to one of your students. And then he talked to him outside the class, and he left. And I said, well, okay, you know, uh, usually I get people that are furloughed from prison over the weekend, and they go to school to better themselves. I do get people like that. I said, well, I didn't give it a second thought until two days later when the FBI came and said, hey, we got to talk to the same student. And I found out this is what he was trying to do every time he got out of my class to answer the cell phone. Uh, you know, unfortunately, we are, you talked about the broken windows theory. We are not breaking the right windows. We need to break a Gracie Mansion window or Executive Mansion window. That's the only time people get attracted to what we need to do. Right. And listen, obviously, I don't wish any ill will to the mayor or the governor, but they need to wake up. And certainly, in this case, the DA in particular... Uh, The governor could be doing more, certainly a lot more when it comes to the bail reform issues. I mean, there's so many problems Mm -hmm. with this. But if if somebody along the system doesn't want to step up and do the right thing, I mean, it's funny, Dom, because in this case, she's pointing the fingers at, you know, at Bragg saying this was a bail eligible offense. In other words, he could have uh, given them, uh, you know, bail and he didn't. So, yep. you know, so she's kind of blaming him. He's just saying, oh, well, you know, I had to make sure they were the right people. I, I mean, you know, give me a break. I mean, all of this stuff, it's like it's like the Abbott and Costello. By the way, you were just saying you taught students. Is this the first yes. time you saw this where where they were sort of operating uh, even in the classroom? Or is this or is this well, something that happens not, more often? Not exactly in the classroom. I later on, maybe six months later, I talked to the counselors. Hey, what's going on? And then they sent, they deported this guy because of the thing he was involved in. You know, he was really a nice guy. Actually, he was. You know, but the problem was, I teach community college. The graduates have to get out. I mean, like usually it takes two years. This guy stuck around for four years when taking one course at a time. Says, "What's the deal here? Well, don't you want to graduate? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have a lot of problems. I have this and that." Later on, he found out he wanted to stay in school as a student because there would be less attention on him when he was doing these things. 
Wow. That's, Maybe that's he just liked he your Dom. Maybe he just liked your class because you're such a yeah, good teacher. He, he, he wanted he, it over and over class, again. Probably that's the reason. <laughs> <laughs> you're such a nice guy. I don't blame him. I'd want to take the class over and over again, <laughs> you know? Dom, that cool. is wild. So, so he was purposely sort of using uh, being a student as a front, if you will, for and, his criminal operation. And I found out that he's not the only guy. I found out later on that the local sheriff who became a friend of mine, I talked to him, what's the deal here? Well, he's not alone, sir. He, we've had people do this in other institutions, posing as student, coming here on student visa and, and taking on these things. And they're on a student visa perpetually doing things like this. And this is the problem. And and you, you talked about the smash and grab guy who goes in the scooter and grabs purses of people. Yep. This is a well-refined technique in, a, in many Asian cities. I am very familiar with that. Well, by, and by the way, Dom, also in a lot of uh, Latin and other cities, I mean, I talked about, I think I brought this up to you guys before, but I used to live in Sevilla, Spain. I did a year of college there. And yep. when I was there in college, they had the sort of gypsy kids, if you will, who mm-hmm. would come by and a lot of them on the mopeds and they would try to grab your purse and speed off. Because, of course, the same thing. You'd have no idea who these kids were. You'd have no idea how to find them. The police there uh, would have no idea how to find them. And they were ruthless. I mean, they would often, like, slash, you know, to, like, cut the, cut the you know, cut the, uh, you know, your, your uh, hanging, you know, your uh, strap. And um, even if you were walking, I mean, you saw there were a number of cases where they were, like, you know, pull them right off of you, almost like this woman where you'd see if you were trying to hold on to it, they'd just keep on going and didn't care if you were attached to the purse still or not. And that's exactly what seems to be happening. And it's like they're sort of following what they were probably doing in their home country, and it worked there. So they're like, hey, let's do it here too. And it's big money. That's big money when you hear about the three to 600 is what the new report they were saying just a few hours ago that they get for just the phones because they can buy stuff with it. Apparently in their home country, they're buying you know, pools and buying used cars and buying all this stuff. And how are you going to track it down? You know, you don't know who has it, where they did it, especially if it's done like the second, third party in a foreign country. You know, by the time you figure it out, you know, it's it's too late or they can't track it down who did the purchase if they do it immediately. There are so many issues here, Dom. I mean, they get very creative. You know that real quick. Yeah, because I know I I, I personally witnessed uh, while traveling in a train before I came to the United States, a lady whose necklace was being grabbed from outside when she was sitting in the train next to me, and she lost it, but she also was bleeding in her neck because he pulled it so, you know, quickly and 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 in, in, you know vigorously, and she got a you know a neck neck scratch and she was yelling and screaming, "Oh, what happened?" And she took it took her a while to find out her necklace was missing because she was bleeding. Wow. 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 It just shows how dangerous this is. And again, Dom, if you see that footage, that footage, uh, which is online, if you go to like New York Post or elsewhere, you see this video of this woman just dragged as they're grabbing her items. She's holding on to it and she's like being pulled, you know, on the sidewalk. It's really horrible to see. 1-800-848-9222. We'll continue your calls, everybody. And you're listening to The Rita Cosby Show. It's the Rita Cosby Show. This.
This is the Rita Cosby Show. And coming up on the Rita Cosby Show, we will have Fox News host and WABC radio host Brian Kilmeade is going to be joining us in the next hour to talk about his amazing investigation in his new book on Teddy Roosevelt and Booker T. Washington, a friendship and relationship that many people did not really know about. So it's really interesting and lessons of leadership that certainly could be applied to today's politics. Also, President Trump getting some great news in a new poll that shows he has a significant lead over President Biden. And the president also kind of hinting a little bit about some of the people that he has thought about for being a potential VP. We're going to talk about that and obviously the border issue because that new border bill being released uh, just a little bit ago from the Senate, the House is already saying no way, no go. This is not going to pass when it gets to the House. Also, as I mentioned, the new news tonight that Mayorkas, the vote will go forward for an impeachment vote, and that could happen as early as tomorrow, which would be really powerful to see. When it actually goes forward, will they actually hold impeachment hearings and then proceed with an impeachment vote to actually decide to impeach the current Secretary of Homeland Security? Uh, that would be an enormous movie. We're actually to be impeached. He would be the first one in over a hundred years as a cabinet secretary. And if that guy is not derelict in his duties, I don't know who is. I mean, think about his primary responsibility is to protect the homeland. So my question to Republicans is, what took you so long? Because that should be a two-second decision if you see what's happening on our southern border. And I say to Republicans, hold the line. I do not think that they should agree to this border bill that the Senate is passing down. There are some Republicans who are supporting it, like Senator Langford of Oklahoma and some others. But I think they need to hold the line and not pass it because it still allows for a lot of illegal immigration. It's a little bit of a Band-Aid. And what it also shows is that the president, President Biden, if he really wanted to control the border because he's putting caps on how many could come in each day and also how much could come in on any given week, it shows that he's just wanting, let's just kind of trim it a little bit. Not maybe all the ones that are coming through now, but let's just kind of trim it a little bit. What it's saying is he clearly knows he can control the border. He could do it in a moment if he wanted to. He could put Remain in Mexico back on in a moment, but he doesn't want to. This is all one big political game by this president and by the Democrats. And I don't think the Republicans should agree to it in any shape or form, because that's like saying, "Okay, we're going to allow the bank to be half robbed, not fully robbed. You know, you need to hold the line and say, no, what, if you really care about the border, you will put remain in Mexico. You'll seal the border. You know how to do it. You're clearly showing it in this bill, Mr. President, that he says he will pass and the Democrats are pushing for Don't give in. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Judith in Brooklyn. Judith, I know you want to talk about Alvin Bragg, uh, the revolving door of Justice DA. Go ahead. Yeah, hi, Rita. Um, 
I'm speechless. No, I'm not. Uh, <laughs> once co- you know what? I really am speechless. Me, but I have something to say about You know what? This is going to be so ridiculous. It's like you don't know if you want to laugh or cry. You know, it's like crazy. Okay, Alvin Bragg. He should be disbarred from the Bar Association. Uh, a complaint should be made against him or something. I don't know how to get him disbarred or whatever. Look what they did to Rudy Giuliani for crying out loud. He can't practice. But I want to tell you something. He is... He's encouraging criminality, Rita, and he took an oath to swear that he will uphold, uh, you know, justice and everything. And meanwhile, he's doing the, the exact opposite. That's a great point. You know, you're right. Uh, he said he would uphold justice. The only problem is this is his form of justice. It's not ours, Judith.